Welcome to Fate Family in the Force. I'm Annabeth. And I'm Oliver. Fate Family in the Force is a podcast about just that, our faith, our family, and our experiences as Olivers in the Air Force. And on today's episode, we talk about the secret to a healthy marriage. We do it every week, and it's our marriage journal. We hope you enjoy the show. All right, guys. Today we're going to tell you the secret to our marriage, what keeps it going strong. Isn't that just like the most clickbait like thing you could ever say is like, the couple's been married three and a half years, secret to their marriage revealed. I don't know. We've only been married three and a half years, so we might have it all wrong. Or we could have it all right. True, true. What is, I don't even know what clickbait is. Oh, like (laughs) when you're clicking on an ad or something on a computer? No, you know, like how on YouTube they'll have like the thumbnail or the little picture you see there. That's what a thumbnail is, right? And it'll be like, I don't know, like rockets or something really cool and like shocking. And then it makes you want to click on it. Exactly. Okay. I thought you were talking about fishing. (laughs) we're gonna keep this in here because that's awesome (laughs) all right so i don't know we we have mentioned before our marriage journal like in passing on several podcasts i think yeah absolutely uh i'm 100 percent positive we've mentioned it in the past on our earlier seasons also if you've ever talked to us and we get on the topic of marriage we generally bring this up quite often. Yeah, so we thought we would just go kind of in depth with y'all about it and explain what it is so that when we are just mention it in our podcast or in real life, if we're friends with you, then y'all can know a little bit more about what we're talking about. And like, honestly, it has made our marriage so much better. Like 10 out of 10 recommend it for every married couple. Absolutely. So, Annabeth, question. How did we decide that we were going to do a marriage journal? Like, what was our journey on this thing that is getting together once a week? So, I guess let me preface the question because y'all kind of understand where I'm getting at. But, like, why... Like, so we, we do our marriage journal once a week and we sit down and we spend a good solid, well, sometimes it's 10 minutes, sometimes it's an hour. And then sometimes the conversations that arise from our little journal topic is, could last days because we just keep talking about it. So to preface that we, we kind of do this regularly and we're very not strict about it, but we're intentional. We're extremely intentional. So how did we get to the point to where, one, we decided we wanted to do a marriage journal, and two, like, how do you think we keep doing this regularly? Yeah, so we do it every Sunday night. That's just when we decided, and we ca- I call it our Sunday sit-downs. <laughs> but <laughs> I've never called that. Yeah, Oliver doesn't say that, but I do. Um, and... I honestly just heard a podcast, of course, (laughs) where um, the marriage journal we have is called, it's called the marriage journal and it's by Audrey and somebody Roloff, the Roloffs. It doesn't even say on the front of our, I have it here, but it it doesn't have their names. The Roloffs. The Roloffs. 
I don't remember the guy's name, though. Anyways, go to marriagejournal.com and you can find it. So I heard them talking about it on a podcast and I was like, wow, this sounds so cool. I want to do that. And we can, you know, just put that into practice in our Sabbath. And so it was my idea, basically. And Oliver was like, yeah, sure. That sounds cool. Um, And then I think we just keep doing it because we've seen how it helps us individually and as a couple. And it's worth it to us to take that time to sit down together, do a little Bible study, answer these questions that we'll share with you later in the podcast. And yeah, what do you think? Well, all transparency, it was your idea. Um, I think most guys don't come up with this kind of thing right off the bat. Uh, It's just not like inbred um, in our wheelhouse for this. However, comma, I have suggested this to a lot of my bros and they all are just like on board with it because ultimately this, this marriage journal has given us very small topics and questions and like little tidbits that have made us more comfortable, more open, more honest and help us. They, it's helped us grow emotionally and gain, um, you know, that emotional intelligence, the EI that people talk about if you read into psychology and whatnot, but, and why wouldn't you want to give something a try, you know, for your marriage, especially it's a lifelong adventure. And as a Christian, like growing together to reach God ultimately and to glorify him, I mean, we might as well, we gave it a shot and it's been almost two years now. It's been a while and I I love it. Big fan. Yeah. And so we're going to talk specifically about the questions that it has in here, but I would say you don't necessarily have to, I would suggest to buy it just because it's, it's a great resource to have, but you don't necessarily have to buy this specific one or answer these same questions that are in here. Like if you want to just Google like marriage questions to ask each other every week or, you know, work it how it's, however it's going to work for you. But I would say no matter what, like, even if you don't get this marriage journal, if you get another one or make it up on your own, like, just sitting down every week and checking in with each other is something you should be doing a hundred percent. Absolutely. And I would, the reason I, I think we were very successful in understanding this marriage journal is one, like she said, the questions that we're going to get to here shortly, but also it, we went from having, we understood that we weren't going to, dig really deep the first couple of weeks and that our expectation was this is going to take some time like anything else in marriage and life and whatever the case is. Normally this stuff takes time to gain experience with, to open up with. You're not going to just sit here and go through, you know, a handful of weeks and then figure out the secret to marriage, which by no means do we have that figured out, but I think we're closer than some people, which is awesome. But nevertheless, it, we had that expectation, like, okay, some weeks are going to probably be not as deep. They're going to be really shallow and that's okay. And then other weeks, like I said, we sat there and talked for hours and we barely, we were falling asleep. We were so tired talking, but we were 
growing and loving and being truthful and open and honest. Yeah. So I'll just give you a quick rundown of what it has. And then of course, if you want to get one or do it however you want. But so basically each week it gives you just like a very short one page, um, like devotional and topic to focus on. So it might be like communication, sex, pursuing each other, dating still, you know, whatever topic and just has a little, I mean, like very, very short, um, reading. And then you can discuss that, talk about it, think about it as you go throughout the week. Then the next page, it has just a little calendar of the week. Um, It says each day and gives you a box so you can write down what's going on throughout the week. Like if Oliver was flying, we would write that down or um, we would discuss like what we were having for dinner for the week. And if I had a doctor's appointment or Jude had a doctor's appointment, we would write all that down and make sure we knew kind of our schedule for the week. Then the next page, it has six questions that we'll talk about now um, that you just can go through and discuss. Yeah. So the first question, and I I like how these questions are laid out and it's been, like I said, super beneficial for us. I can't stress that enough, but it's what brought you joy this week? And a lot of times, like when Annabeth and I answer this, sometimes it's super simple of like, hey, when you went out today and got your hair cut, you brought me flowers home. And that's, you know, obviously Annabeth saying that uh, she never brings me flowers, but that, and she'd be like, that really brought me joy this week. And then I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like I'll get you more flowers or like, I appreciate that for letting me know. Or for me, I'll be like, Hey, when you did, I don't know, ran with me. Like I, I've been, I'm loving to run lately. And I'm like, it's been really awesome when she runs with me. And I'm like, that really brought me joy. Even just doing a couple miles. Like that was a blast. Secondly, the next question. Oh, you got some more? Yeah. I was just going to say, sometimes I think this is a great question to ask because it gives you just perspective and re- remind you that there are good things that you had happen throughout the week, even if you had a really tough week. And sometimes we're like sitting here like, dang, what happened this week? What brought me joy? And it's kind of hard to think of something. And then other times our list of what brought us joy is so long. And so I just think it's a good question to ask and just keeps us grateful and helps us remember like all the good things that happened throughout our week. Yeah, for sure. That's great. You brought that up because I've always found it really difficult to like per se count your blessings. Like it's obvious that, you know, if you're listening to this, you're super blessed, right? Um, not like any, you know, altier type thing there, but like just in general, like you have tons of blessings and sitting there thinking about them, like it can help you become more appreciative of that, especially when it's your significant other. Yeah. So the next question is, what is something that was hard for you this week? Oh my gosh. This one is difficult because this starts to get into a little bit of like, um, how I wouldn't say like blame or you just share something that maybe your spouse didn't know was hard. That's normally it's a surprise. Be like, Hey, like when I came home from work today, like it was hard for me to come home and there was toys everywhere or like I didn't have a good day at work. Work was tough. And then I got home and I was kind of wanting 
to just hang out and there was like more stuff to do. And that was hard for me this week. Yeah. And sometimes this is like very difficult stuff. I mean, as life happens, we have, you know, people die and people lose jobs and there's natural disasters. (laughs) Like some, some weeks it's like, Oh, this was so hard. And then other weeks it's like, you know, it wasn't that hard of a week. Like my workout was hard. I'm really sore, you know? And so it's just all perspective and it's okay if something that you might not think, oh, I feel bad for saying that this is hard when there are other more extreme things that are hard. But I think it's good to just share even like a simple thing, a little thing that was hard for you, no matter what, um, and just be honest with each other about it. For sure. This, this also like kind of all ties into the love languages if you're into that because you, you kind of hit all the facets of quality time, words of affirmation, gifts, and what's the other one? Um, I'll think of it later. Not a big deal. I should have written that down before we started talking. Oh, well. Anyway, so it, it hits all those love languages when you're going through the marriage journal, but also it makes you aware of those, especially if your language that you give love with is different than how you receive it. And it doesn't necessarily like match up to your partner. So you're doing a little bit more work if you're tracking what I'm saying. Like you have to really put thought into it and be intentional. This hits all those little gates and boxes, if you will. So the third question is, what is one thing I can do for you this week? This one's always tough for me because I normally am like, oh, you could scratch my back or we could like have sex or you know, like you can make meatloaf again. That'd be awesome. So I, I've always struggled with this one because it's not like actions don't mean a whole lot to me. I'd rather have words of affirmation or plainly like just quality time. And sometimes that's what I say. I'm like, Hey, I just want you to spend some time like unfettered with me today. A lot of times, um, he says that he wants just like more hugs, more kisses, more like hand holding, just, yeah. Um, and so I'm like, okay. And I try to remember like, okay, I need a hug, (laughs) hug Oliver more this week or whatever. But this question to me is one of my favorites because (laughs) not that I like am manipulating Oliver in any way, (laughs) but I'm like, Oh, what do I want him to do? And I'm like in my head, um, oh, if I ask Oliver to do it during our marriage journal, he can't say no. <laughs> and so usually it's like, oh, let's do yoga together this week because Oliver doesn't want to do yoga with me and I always want him to do yoga with me. <laughs> and so I'm like, well, I asked it if in the marriage journal, you have to do it. <laughs> There's... I mean, yes, she's absolutely right. And honestly, like, it's good that way, though, because I'm putting her first above myself. And that's what marriage, you know, just I'm, it's not about me. So it's about being a servant and treating each other like that. And so I probably should do more yoga with you. Maybe if you'll put that next week, we can do some yoga. Okay. The fourth question, this is the one that gets you. Is there any unconfessed sin, conflict, or hurt that we need to resolve and or seek forgiveness for? 
Oh my gosh. This, this soul question, I think has been one of the game changers of our marriage from when we first started doing this to, uh, to now. Um, so over the year and a half that we've been doing these specific questions because the first like couple weeks you're sitting there like, Oh my gosh, do I tell my wife, like I had a bad attitude at work today and kind of shot my mouth off and I like had some road rage or, you know, like things that are worse, like, Oh my gosh, I looked at pornography. Like, do I tell my wife that and confess that, you know? So like you can, you can just imagine the spectrum going on. And a lot of this for Annabeth and I is, is like, Hey, I had like a really poor attitude when I was talking with you, or I did this thing and I've like bottled this up in my heart. So, I mean, it is in sense, in a sense, the like, epitome of confession to when you like, if you, when you confess to God that you've like sin and you repent. Um, so this, this has been like a key for our marriage and believe it or not, what has started to happen. And Annabeth's probably going to talk about this too, is that if I do something or say something like really quippy or with an attitude or I'm harsh or not patient or, you know, the list goes on and on and on with me. I, I immediately am like, oh my gosh, I have to confess this on Sunday night. And so what, what happened, it was really, really weird because we didn't expect it, but we both just started confessing it like shortly after it happened. And we were able to take, Hey, this little mountain or excuse me, molehill, we're not going to turn into a mountain. I'm going to confess it to you. And then we're going to like talk about it if we need to talk about it. And then that's it. It's a, I mean, it has turned into um, like a quicker reaction and action in a good way. way. Like I just, I don't, I have a tendency to bottle stuff up inside of me. And I think a lot of people do. And this was something that conditioned me to work on that with Annabeth in our marriage. And I also think this question is good because it's not just, it doesn't just ask for confessing your sin, but also if your spouse did something that hurt your feelings and they didn't realize it, you can talk about that. Like, Hey, that really hurt my feelings when you said that. Um, and that's a good time to just like discuss it. Or if there was conflict that you had earlier in the week that you didn't get to resolve for whatever reason, that's a good time to talk about it. And sometimes you might need to do that. Like you might need to just pause the conflict and cool off and say, Hey, let's talk about this on Sunday when we're not so in the midst of it and, you know, angry. But for me going off of what Oliver said, um, this question, it, I honestly like has changed me and I think hopefully Oliver would agree made me a much better wife. Um, I, do not like apologizing. I do. <laughs> I don't like apologizing. I don't like admitting that I'm wrong. And it's very difficult for me. And I'm not making excuses, but I am an only child. And so, <laughs> stop it. That's a whole nother episode is the psychology and like our dealings of Annabeth being an only child and me being a middle child. But continue, babe, on your monologue. 
So I'm an only child. And so I didn't grow up having a bunch of conflict with other people and having to learn how to apologize to my siblings as Oliver did. And so once we got married, that was really hard for me because I never really had to do it that much in my lifetime. And so those first couple couple weeks when we answered this question, <laughs> Oliver would ask and I would say, no, I didn't do anything wrong this week. <laughs> like, And I wasn't doing it on purpose. Like I wasn't just lying about it, but I truly was like, could, like didn't remember, couldn't think of it, of anything. Or I just, I don't know. I, I mean, I didn't want to admit that I had done something wrong or it was just really hard for me to be humble about this. And now it's gotten much easier and it has... I will confess throughout the week when something happens and just much more likely to go ahead and apologize to Oliver about it. And so I, it's so like, so helped our marriage. There is a lot of reward. Like when we're sitting here on our Sunday night, having our Sunday night sit downs, <laughs> it's weird saying that cause I don't call it that. But so when we're doing our marriage journal and we get to that question and we're like, Oh no, we already talked about it this week. Like, yeah, we did have some hurt and like, I was upset about that or I did this or, you know, I, and I want to seek forgiveness for this. And when we get to Sunday and we're like, oh yeah, we're all good and we are, it's done. And so that's, that has happened a couple of times, not as often as obviously we'd like, but I think that has given us a good vector on, you know, the next years of our marriage and how we want to seek that. And I, I'd encourage that because I think that's healthy. Um, and, I, and I would hope most people would agree, right? You know, Annabeth and I aren't licensed marriage counselors, even though that'd be a really cool gig to do together. I think maybe we might pursue that in the future, but who knows? Just kidding. I'm way too space brain for that. So do you have anything else about that question or do you want me to move on? So one of the next questions is, because it kind of starts to change the tone here, it asks, what is a dream, craving, or desire that has been on the forefront of your mind? For me, oh, oh go ahead, please. Sorry. <laughs> um, I really like this question, and it's so funny because sometimes we always have an answer to this one, of course, but it's funny because sometimes it's like these really big goals, like I want to run a half marathon, or I want to buy a new car, I want to like get my master's, we want to have a baby, you know, these big things. But then sometimes it's literally like, oh, I want to do yoga this week. I want to eat a hamburger from Whataburger this week, <laughs> like literal cravings. <laughs> um, so again, like I was saying earlier about what was hard for you this week, it can be it's just such a large spectrum and like, that's okay. Absolutely. It is, it is really interesting to like taking a step back and looking at these questions uh, because I, I have just more long-term planning than Annabeth does, which is awesome because I don't have short-term planning. I don't plan in weeks. I plan in months and years. And so we complement each other very well. But when we get to this question, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm thinking about like where we're going to live when we move again. And you know, when we get our cars paid off, like then I can start saving for another house and all this stuff. And she's just like, Oh, okay. Like I was thinking maybe we could get McAllister's this week, which is awesome. You know, I need that in my life. 
So Annabeth, you know, you hit the nail on the head when you said that, like the spectrum of your answers to these questions is going to vary week to week. And sometimes it, it, it could just depend on how tired you are when you're doing this or whatever the case is. So this question I think is difficult. I think it's the most difficult question next to the uh, earlier confession uh, question about conflict and hurt. So this one is, how can I pray for you this week? This is an amazing question because how often do we genuinely ask people outside of church and small groups, like, how can I pray for you? And it's good to do that in small groups. If you're not doing that in your small group or your community group, I encourage you guys to ask how you can pray for each other. Like we need to start doing that more in ours. It is even harder when you ask your spouse because you just, sometimes you make assumptions that they're already praying for you about stuff like that. And whether it's, that you may need some patience or you need just a simple prayer for something at work or you need some like serious prayer. I think all prayer is kind of serious, but like if you've been praying a little bit, you understand some more, there's some tiers of prayer. That'd be interesting. I need to read some theology books on the ratings of prayers or certain prayers more important than the other. Anyways, I digress. What do you think about this, babe? I like this question because it just gives you a glimpse into what your spouse is dealing with in their head. Like, you know what's going on in their week, like outside of their emotions and what they're thinking. But when you ask someone, how can you pray for them? It just gives you like a glimpse of what's going on inside their brain. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And so to you, like, oh, this might be a totally normal week for Oliver. Easy, like, he's not worried about anything, you know, whatever. And then I ask, oh, how can I pray for you? And he says, oh, like, I'm actually really nervous about this flight or I'm really um, have had some anxiety about, you know, whatever the case is. And I would not have even realized that if I hadn't asked, how can I pray for you? Yeah, and this... This question just shows me up. Like I told you guys, it is the hardest one for me because sometimes I want to get all like churchy on this and I want to make it some abstract or something bigger than a simple request for just, just pray for me that I like my heart just feels some love this week, you know, or like that I sleep good. I pray, I ask Annabeth a lot, like, you know, personal thing is like, I don't always sleep great. I have a lot. I'm a very vivid dreamer. And I will tell her about my dreams and nightmares and stuff. And, and it's just like one of those things, like pray for me to sleep and it, she does. And it's awesome. And I'm very thankful for that. So thank you. Yeah. And I want to take a second. Oh, wait, do you have anything else about this last question? Okay. Well, we will do two more. Um, but I want to take a second real quick to say, like, I hope that everyone is like, believes in God and has a relationship with Jesus, all of that, because I think it's an, you know, amazing and I can go on and on, but won't do that right now. But I will say if you're not like a Christian or not super into it right now, whatever the case is, like you can still sit down and have a conversation. Like if you are not one to ask, how can I pray for you this week? Or you're not going to pray, whatever, like, that's okay. You can maybe skip that question, but 
or think of different questions that work for you and what you believe, but still sit down and have conversation with your spouse. Don't you agree? Absolutely. Yeah, that's a, you know, I think it's something I can, I'm going to speak as a collective here. We as Christians, but like Annabeth and I talk a lot about when it's just her and I, because we make the assumption and I actually read this in a book today, weird enough, but like, that we all are on the same set of rules. We're all playing the game. We're all on the same page. When in reality, that's not the truth. You know, there are a lot of people who, in their marriage, one person is a Christian and the other isn't, or neither are. You know, insert litany of statistical data here about couples and one being Christian, one being atheist, one being agnostic, one being Buddhist, whatever the case is, right? There's, it's still important, and I believe, and I think Annabeth does too, to have a healthy marriage and sit down and talk about some of these things, whether it's in a secular light or you add a Christian or mono-spiritual undertone to it. Uh, and I would hope that for any of any any person, right? I'm not like Annabeth said. I really want you to love God and love Jesus and love each other like Jesus has loved us, right? That's about it. But, I mean what brought you joy this week? Yeah. That it's not, there's nothing spiritual about that. Like what was something hard? What was one, what can I do for you? Like, do we need to talk anything? Do you need to seek forgiveness for me for harming you? Like really all those questions that we talked about, like aren't that spiritual. So you don't have to, I don't want this, like there to be such a stereotype that really good Christian couples do marriage journals. Like I think Annabeth and I kind of have gotten that stereotype a little bit, just from our like friend group and people out there listening, like, and that's okay. Like I'm really proud of it because right. We're like, we enjoy it. And that's, that is part of us. And we exude this. We talk a lot about our marriage and how to help people with marriages and live healthy relationships because we want you to understand that we care about you and we love it. Um, So yeah, that's, I'm off my soapbox on that. All right. So then those are the questions you answer weekly. And then there's two questions that you answer just once a month. We usually try to do those at the first Sunday of the month. Sometimes we forget, but, um, so those questions, the first one is how are we stewarding our finances? Yeah. So This is an important question. First off, if you and your significant other are not talking about your finances monthly, you probably, you need to get on that there. And I, I could have a handful of people on a podcast and we may do this just to talk about healthy financial, uh, tips, tricks in, in your marriage and just a litany of gathering resources for people. But I mean, I mean, if you start thinking worse, I'm not going to get back on a soapbox on this, but like worst case, if one person in the relationship is running all the finances and something happens to that person, the other person is up the creek without a paddle. And if you don't know what that means, the other person like is going to have a difficult time trying to figure stuff out. Sorry. Sometimes colloquialisms, you got to like click, it's clickbait. That's what it is. Up the creek without a paddle on today's faith, family, and the force. Anyway, sorry. (laughs) Digressing again. Um, nevertheless, we talk about finances and I do like a lot of our finances. And so, and I have to explain this to Annabeth, but she can go through and explain like where we're at and everything like that. And I think that's important for her to know that 
also I, it instills a trust because finances are like number one thing most people argue about next to sex. And it's just ridiculous to me and crazy because it comes down to trust and he's, he has the money, she has the money and all this when in reality, like you can very much avoid a lot of these things. The next question, Wait. do you want to talk about finance? You have a, have you have more. I have more to say. Well, one, I, yeah, like Oliver said, you should be talking about your finances and try to get on the same page with it for sure. Um, and, but also the question asked, how are you stewarding your finances? And I think that word is very important because it's not just, hey, do we have money to go on vacation or are we in debt or, you know, whatever. It's how are we using like our money, our resources for the betterment of society kind of, uh, depending on how you want to define stewarding. So again, for us as Christians, that goes into like tithing and just caring for other people when, you know, for example, um, when someone in Oliver Squadron has a baby, there is a meal train set up and we like pretty much always with very few exceptions, always sign up to take them food. So again, that's not like directly giving them money, but that is part like using our finances to buy food to give to this family that just had a baby. So that's just one example. And then like for Lent, um, if you've been following us along every Friday, we've been donating to different things. So that's like a great way to steward our finances and just things like that. So I think that's really important to think about. Absolutely. I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to get to that. But I, like I said, I didn't get on my soapbox. Therefore, I didn't get to that. But you you swept in. I love it. So the next question is probably my favorite question to like talk about. And even though it's a monthly question, I like to ask it weekly, is how is our sex life? And Annabeth and I have, we kind of have a, I wouldn't say we've defined what is like a good sex life for the us. And we're not going to like dive into details obviously. And like spend a lot of time talking about this because her parents listen to the podcast. So that'd be like, be kind of weird. Y'all, in all honesty, like we probably are going to do a po- whole podcast about sex. Like just get up for it at some point. You said get up for it. <laughs> oh oh <gosh>. man. <laughs> Anyways, but we talk about it because like I mentioned earlier, the big things in marriage are finances, sex, and kids. And, you know, it's just, it's crazy. Like, and being on the same page about expectations, I think, like, sets the tone for your sex life. Having sex is a good thing. Absolutely. Yes. Um, I'm getting, like, uncomfortable now talking about this on a microphone. It's kind of weird. Uh, but it's good to communicate what I'm feeling to let's I'm going to, I tell her how I feel about it. And like, do we want to have more sex this week? Do we want to have less sex? How much sex is enough sex? I'm saying sex a lot. (laughs) Sorry guys. I gotta, we're going to have to record that sex episode like five times over because there's going to be, it's going to be too much to handle. Yeah. So, but I do think this is a good question because so many times in your sex life, 
it's not going well or one of you is unhappy or you're not having sex or and it is uncomfortable to talk about sometimes even with your spouse and so I think it's just good to just get it over with not get it over with but like get the awkwardness out of it talk about it monthly or every so often and talk about your needs and desires and what's working what's not working and figure out and it's going to change throughout your marriage, but it is a, so important. Um, and if it's something that's important and literally God created us and created marriage and sex <laughs> as a good thing to do, um, then I think it's worth talking about and figuring out a health, how to have a healthy sex life. Absolutely. That's all I have to say about that right now. So, it's been really, really cool because we're sitting here and in my hands, I have our year's worth of marriage journal and we were skimming through this before we started recording and we were laughing about some of the stuff, like just, just funny stuff we wrote down in here and we could re- like recall the weeks that I was stressed out or I was gone and that Annabeth, like we saw the week that we had marriage journaled about Jude being born. And I remember writing some of these things in here and like, it's... I'm not like one person, like I love some nostalgia. Like I can really get on a good nostalgia trip. I have no problem doing that. But this, it was like a weird marriage nostalgia. And I'm so happy and blessed and ecstatic to just do this for like another 50 or 70 or 80 years, however many years we're going to be married, hopefully a long, long time. And to go back and look at some of this stuff, it's, it's cool. And I want other people to experience the joy and the, nostalgia trip that I'm having. So I will say now, once we did the marriage journal, the, you know, official one for a year, we didn't order another one. You can, um, but we decided to start reading a different book together. And I won't talk about it right now because I don't even know if I'd recommend it. (laughs) But (laughs) um, so we're reading a different, going through a different book together. And it's not a, it's not a marriage journal. Um, It's just a marriage book. And then, but we read a chapter, talk about it. And then we still answer those same six questions plus the monthly ones. Um, And I just got a regular notebook and we just are using that right now to answer our questions in. And you probably don't have to, you can talk about the questions and not write down the answers, but I like having it. I like being able to look back and even looking back just for that week being like, Oh crap, what did Oliver ask me to pray for? (laughs) Or what did he want me to do for him this week? Can't remember. So I like go and look. So I think it's helpful to write it down. Definitely don't have to. This is really like, you can make it fit for your specific marriage. But I just, again, encourage you to do something like this every week. Absolutely. Um, Doing something is better than doing nothing in regards to communicating about your marriage, especially how you feel um, and just all these vectors of like, Hey, like I, we're in this together. Why not like work towards a healthy marriage? Like if we're going to work out and, you know, grow our bodies and take care of, you know, this cool temple that the Holy Spirit resides in. And even so more in our marriage, the Holy Spirit residing in our marriage. Um, I heard this today and 
I was thinking about it for people who kind of don't fit the mold of like a marriage journal or like they're having trouble even talking with their spouse of like getting conversation going like this or they're in a rut, right? Um, my buddy told me we were actually, it's so serendipitous how it happened, but we were on the phone and he and his spouse, they read just a normal book. They both read the same book, but they may read, I don't know, like Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter or insert whatever kind of book you want to read that you you're both interested in. Right. And then they talk about it and sometimes they have disagreements about it or whatever the case is, but they're never disagreeing entirely with each other. They're really just disagreeing with the author at that point. Right. And so I think that is, that may be a good segue into getting into a weekly conversation about a marriage journal or a book or something that you can then build on top of to talking and growing more in a communication strategy for your marriage. Yeah. Also, I would say this just made me think of that. Sometimes it's awkward, especially if you did have a lot of conflict or you're just starting this and you're not used to doing something like this. It can be awkward to sit down in front of each other and try to be that vulnerable and honest about stuff like that in your home. But sometimes it helps if you are, you got to eat and do it instead because you're in a public place. There's, you know, things to do with your hands, (laughs) like other people to look at, or even like going on a walk. Like Oliver and I have had some of our best conversations when we're outside walking. Um, so doing something like that, if you're, you know, don't feel super confident in it, um, just getting in a different environment might be helpful. Absolutely. That's, yeah, that's awesome because it, it's going to stimulate your brain. Like all the great thinkers like are always walking. Like I read this once in a book, trust me. And, what honestly, like, I don't like awkward. I mean, I love awkward conversations and stuff. I'm really all about it. But when it comes to like at a public restaurant and Annabeth and I, are, it's just her and I on a date. Like a lot of times, like we're there. Let's talk about our marriage. Let's talk about how we can be better to each other. And granted, I don't really, guys, I'm just going to be vulnerable. I don't think we've ever like picked fights from our marriage journal asking each other. I've never, I can't recall Annabeth being like, hey, when you said this, it made me feel this way. Like my feelings were hurt. And then me being like, oh, well, like you shouldn't be a baby about it. Like I'm going to say that because she's being genuinely, like we dedicated that time to be honest to each other. And even though maybe she's saying something that I was like, oh yeah, I was totally right. And like, I wasn't in the wrong like now what that wasn't the time for me to like try to be like a certain way, you know, the certain way I needed to be was empathetic and understanding and listening to her feelings. And the same with her to me, because lots of times, like I'm super sensitive. I get my feelings hurt all the time. And so it's good. Do it, do a marriage journal, do something, talk about your marriage, work towards this getting healthy and ideally growing to God and Jesus together, right? And if you're not into that, like we said, that's that's okay for right now. Like we're gonna work on that. Mm-hmm. Give us a call, DM us, whatever. We can sit down and talk about all sorts of cool theories and just love each other and love being in a healthy marriage and working on it. Absolutely. Good episode. <laughs>
Hopefully. <laughs> I mean, I think it was. Yeah, guys. All right. Well, y'all enjoy the episode. We will catch you on the flippity flop.